We're ready. Can you hear me? I guess you guys yeah, can hear me. Yeah, I can hear me. you now. Yeah, I can hear you. Hold on a second. Let me just check something real quick here. Yep. Um, can't. Let's see here. All right. Well, we're going to go. So let me start. Time now for the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Always Positive Jay. We're live. What's <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to the Voice of the Land. It was, I got so thrown off actually hearing Bob and Millersburg say the show name and who's on the show. Usually we don't even hear it. And it, I know we're not even in the studio. We don't even hear it in the studio. So thrown off. But hey. What else would it be when you got the voice land with always positive Jay, myself, Kevin Arnold, Peter Tell of audio, our producer extraordinaire is alongside with us as well. This is going to be a shorter edition of the show tonight. So we'll just kick things right on off. And of course we got the news today that Kevin Love plans on signing with the Miami heat. Once he clears waivers, I'm Jay. I'm not even sure when that exactly is. I don't know if that's tomorrow at, four o'clock or if that was going to be today i don't know yeah, i have I, no idea either i i always i know that when teams buy someone out or wave a player i think it's two days but i'm you know I, i'm not gonna act like some sort of expert you can tell what kind of prep i did for the show we're prepping on moving already from this apartment so uh yeah we're just jumping right in to talk about it but i think the, the best place to start jay is to look back at the time that Kevin Love was here because it was from 2014 the uh of course the the start of the 2014-2015 season all the way until almost all the way through the 2022-2023 season so about nine years that Kevin Love was here the bulk of his career being here and he was the player that the Cavs went after when they had that number one pick, they got Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was the piece that they used to help get Kevin Love here. Pair him with Kyrie Irving. Pair him with the king, the GOAT, the all-time scoring leader, LeBron James. And, of course, that did help lead to a championship in 2016. He is the last remaining member of the 2016 championship team to, to be on the Cavs and, and no longer there. So now it's, now it's really that restart. We'll get into – what the Cavs need to do in the second half or the, the after all-star break element to get better positioning in the playoffs, what their outlook is. We'll do all of that in the last segment, but Jay, your thoughts throughout the week. And I'm sure a bunch of thank yous to Kevin Love. Oh yeah, totally. I'm a big Kevin Love fan. I mean, that dude, since he's been here, I think right after we traded for him, I think he was on the trading block immediately you never heard him complain. He always pretty well, I wouldn't say always, but pretty much was always a professional. He had uh after LeBron left a little stint where he was uh, a little unhappy there. But he got together, became got back to being a professional and started leading this young team last year. And I owe I mean the guy he helped us win a championship. He was part of our big three. Kevin, let's go back to like when he when we first got him 
did you want Kevin Love or did you want Andrew Wiggins, honestly? I mean, having the number one pick, I mean, that was great and all, but LeBron was here. LeBron came back. So at by that point, it was you got to do everything you can to win a championship because LeBron was then in what was he left after seven years here. Is that right? And then Mm -hmm. went four years in Miami. So he was already in year 12 by the time he came back. Now he's defying all the odds of, of what, of what father time would say. And, and LeBron's the first one to tell you father time is undefeated. And yet LeBron is just, continuing to be the exception to every rule moving forward but again at that time it was it was championship or bust you got him back he was trying to fulfill his promise you had to go and do everything so I don't think I was rooting for one of the two one or the other to be here when those talks started to really come about LeBron of course announced he was coming back and then those conversations those rumors started to swirl but you had to wait a certain amount of time since signing Andrew Wiggins to his deal. Um, you have to wait, I think, 30 days when you sign your draft pick to be able to trade him. So I I wasn't rooting for one or the other. But I knew if they made the move for Kevin Love, they were doing exactly what we were all rooting for. Go all in. Whatever that meant, whatever you felt that direction was, go do it. And that's what they did. But Kevin Love means even more than just, just a championship. And, yeah, I loved all the scenes with him. Uh, in the the Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt and kind of you know kind of mimicking uh, which is the best form of flattery Stone Cold Steve Austin wearing the WWE belt that they give to every championship team Patrick Mahomes that was kind of a weak sauce element that he did with it Kevin Love is probably the one of the more iconic ones to use that new belt and really display it and take and really enjoy that but Kevin Love to the community means a lot too if you remember when he came out and talked about mental health, mental illness. I mean, there's so many stories. And I saw, I know I saw a tweet today that he actually quote tweeted. It was either today or yesterday where a a father talked about, you know, his daughter that was dealing with that stuff. And Kevin Love not not only met his daughter, but talked to her and was a big influence for how much he was speaking out on that stuff and being a a major figure for that because it's not easy to talk about those things. And it, it was those times were actually helpful to me too, because I'll be open and honest about it. I I deal with, um, you know, working through and trying to be better with my mental health. I've, I've gone through some of those similar issues and still deal with some of those similar issues. And I'm sure Kevin Love isn't, isn't, and no one, I don't think ever really fully recovers, but open, honest, willing to have a conversation about it, willing to get the help. And that's a huge, huge thing. And then, of course, the he gets us element of posting all about um, I'm a Clevelander forever. I blanking love this place. I, uh, I'll, you know, I'll talk more later, but Cleveland, just know I love you. This is this is goodbye for now, but not goodbye forever kind of thing like he gets us. And that's what we're big on here. And I know he's going to Miami, but boy, the times with Kevin Love were so fun. Oh, for sure. Like the memorable game. What is it like 35 in the quarter or something like that? Yeah. He had, I, some, he had some hell of a games to stop, obviously, in game seven. And yeah, when we traded for him, I was all about it. Like 
when he was in Minnesota and he was the number one, he was on real good. But when he came here, and what a lot of people don't appreciate, I think, is how he took two steps back. He wasn't not even the second guy. He was third fiddle and never complained about it. He did his role. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Could he have pulled more numbers probably scoring-wise at that point of spirit? Yeah. But he had LeBron and Kyrie and JR, and we had all these great guys around us, and he was just, I'm going to get my boards, I'm going to shoot my threes, and I'll get my points when I can get them. And I'll just I'll always appreciate that about him a lot. And I don't think a lot of people really speak about that. Yeah, and of course, the, the friendship with Jefferson, Fry, um, little Kev, little Kev. Uh, it's all those little things that we really, you know, we remember. And yes, the championship is what helps do that. But right, right now, I mean, if Oscar Gonzalez were—I'm not saying he's going to—but if you know, let's say we're like five years, seven years down the road, and he left, but we didn't win a championship, we're still going to remember the SpongeBob thing. Like it's something small in the grand scheme of things, but we, as sports fans here in the Midwest, in Cleveland, Ohio, as loyal as we are, the people that we really kind of take to and, and are good, genuine teammates, people in general, those are the little things we're going to remember. And Kevin Love is such a is such a big piece of that. And I know that you'll trade... always be able to wear that dude's jersey. Yes, yes. And there's some people buying his jersey now that you know didn't buy it at the time and. Um, you know, they, because they probably didn't have the money, but they decided to spend a little extra because they want to remember his time here in Cleveland. And, and that's so, that's so cool to see all of the love jerseys. When you go to the arena, even when he's not here is going to be tremendous. And I know that there's going to be a night that he is honored here. Um, and it's just, it's, it's bittersweet, but I, I like that back of the trade deadline when Kobe Altman said, you know, we're not going to make, we didn't make a move because nothing moved the needle. And he was asked, is Kevin Love a buyout candidate? And he said, we haven't even had those conversations. No one's even uh, come to me about that from his camp. Well, that happened, but all you saw from Kevin Love was being a great teammate. His, his arm around Darius Garland talking to some of the younger guys on the team on the bench, even when he wasn't playing, I know he wants to play and I, you can't fault a guy for that. He wasn't, he wasn't producing. He wasn't helping since his thumb injury and he fell out of the rotation. This team found what worked for them. He wasn't part of that on the floor, but he was still helping off. And yeah, that's a huge loss, but I can't fault a guy for wanting to wanting to go play and, and taking this step. I think that there's no ill will between anybody because he's reposting everything the Cavs are posting on social media. So I don't think there's any ill will. Real quick, if I were to ask you right now, Jay, before we hit break, Kobe Altman said his jersey will be retired. Do you think he should have his jersey retired yes. here in Cleveland? Absolutely. I'm pretty ah. stout on that one too, and I could I could I can hear the other side, but like I said, that dude he was part of the big three that won a championship, and first one in this city, and I don't know how long. If I dude, if I could, I retire every jersey, and I'd put every. I don't know if I retire their numbers, but that whole team, I'd have their, their jerseys in that rafter. Like that championship means that much to me. I mean, 
I wouldn't say every every player, and that's a that's a different conversation for another day when we have maybe you know, a bit of a exaggeration, but yeah, at least but starting I, five. I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, there's going to be a lot of nights for a lot of those guys, whether they're together or individual, similar to what Andy Verzhal got. He didn't have his number retired, but he got commemorated. He has a job in the organization again because he loves it here and wants to be connected with this organization. I think earlier in the week, I may have said, and from a basketball standpoint, I think I was naive and I, I don't know why I closed my mind off to it. I said, no, he, he shouldn't. But again, I was looking at it strictly from basketball senses and he's probably gonna be a hall of famer but just letting my mind actually think and absorb everything he did here and what i just talked about off the floor and along with on the floor that's a guy that when you go in the arena you want to remember and you want to look up and, and see that number up in the rafters and i'm sure time will heal all wounds and i'm sure we'll see a number two up there at some point the number 23 is definitely going up there uh probably as soon as that guy retires whenever that is but I think as I've thought about it more and we're allowed to change our opinion, we're allowed to change our thoughts. That's totally fine. I think it goes up in the rafters. Now, what does he do for, go ahead. Rick. Sorry. I'm laughing to myself. If JR doesn't get his Jersey retired, he just gets the shorts put up and then they hung. So it's like, yes. like he's shirtless up there. Yeah. I, I think that would be something like that. Be something that would be oh, so be JR. It's not necessarily retiring his jersey, but commemorating him and what he meant in those iconic moments after the championship. I don't. I, I, I still don't think he put a shirt on after that championship. I don't think so either. But Kevin Love's going to put a different shirt on. He's headed to Miami. He didn't do it the same way LeBron did, but he's still headed to Miami. Another Cavalier going to Miami. What does that mean to the do we care? Do the Cavs, do we think they even cared when they worked on this buyout? We'll talk about that next, right here on the Voice Land of the Big Play Network. Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average higher in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com. And welcome back to the voice of the land right here on the big play network. As we just mentioned, we are brought to you by vector technical to get the right person in the right job the first time. And of course, partner with LPD productions. I am Kevin Arnold. He is always positive. J audio, Peter Tellup, our producer extraordinaire is along as well. We were talking about Kevin love and kind of looking at the retrospect of him, his time here in Cleveland. Well, it has come to an end and reports, especially from Adrian Wojnarowski, one of the two best, insiders in all of NBA coverage works for ESPN mentioning today that he was told and a lot of other people confirming. I think even Tristan Thompson said that Kevin Love told him or one of his people told him he was signing with the Miami heat after talking with the Sixers as well. So he takes his talents to South beach, just announcing it in a little bit of a different way. Jay, I don't think this is something we have to spend a lot of time on we don't anyways we're doing a shorter show but um i think even shorter than what we just did with his his time here in cleveland 
Um, do you do you care? Do you think that that is going to be a factor, especially if the Cavs face off against him? Is he does he is he someone we have to uh, look at as enemy number one or something like that because he played here and now he's helping another no. team that we have to face in the playoffs? Uh, I think one if they went against him, they knew how to exploit him on defense big time. They would probably attack him. And I don't know. There's, there's weird. Like, I just don't see him as a big threat to us anymore. It's the same reason why I'm not too uh, upset that he's leaving. I think he's at the end of his road of his career. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he resurrects his career and gets back on track and finds a role in the league because he clearly just enjoys playing basketball. Like he loves the game. So that's why I'm not mad that he's leaving or wanted to leave. Cause like you said, he just wants to play and he's just not going to have that role with us anymore. Cause that's kind of Dean Wade's role now. And he's a younger, quicker version of Kevin Love. And I'm not going to be surprised if he has an impact for the heat, you know, the teams well, that wanted to sign him, they wanted to sign him because they felt like he, he could still play. And I know he wasn't producing. He wasn't, hitting the outside three, he wasn't the only one, but the, the guys that are contributing in other ways, he just, he wasn't doing anything out there on the floor. When guys go to new situation, girls go to new situations from the team that they played on before, it, things just aren't working out. You just kind of know that that's the end with that team, but it's mm -hmm. not the end of your story in that sport. You know, you already get this revitalization. Well, I think that will help because he's feeling revitalized. He's, he's had the time off, and I think he's probably feeling better from that injury. I'm sure that that was impacting his South ability to Beach play on the floor. Too. What was that? South Beach weather will help your body feel better. Yes, but, I mean, there's also the, uh, you know, initially when you get to Miami, I guess you kind of get used to it by knowing, hey, I'm in Miami, and there's this um, – that's why there's always, like, the Miami flu, I think they call it. When teams go down there, they don't. They get beat by like twenty points. The guys were out yeah, the night well, before party and stuff like that. Yeah, and Kevin Love is a veteran. He doesn't need to go out and party. He's been there, done that. He's just going to go there and enjoy that warm weather and pretty much not have to deal with the freezing cold that we haven't had so bad here, fortunately. But we know it's coming. Yeah. So I and they have a great culture down there. I, Eric Spolstra, I think for how good yeah, of a right. coach he is. Pat Riley too, yes. Start um, with Pat Riley. It does. Now I think this might be a hot take. I'm not trying to put a hot take out there. I think um, for as good of a coach that Eric Spolstra is painted as, I think is a little overrated. But he is a really good coach, and they have a really good system down there. There's that's why players continue to go down there. It's been a trend since LeBron went down there. And it's not just because LeBron went down there. It's because they saw what kind of organization Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra have set up. It's, it's a place that people want to go. And the, the weather does help with that, of course. So I'm not going to be surprised if Kevin Love plays well. And if we end up playing Miami Heat, yeah, he's someone you have to look at as an opponent. You have to go beat him. He's not just your friend. But there's going to be friendships behind the scenes. That's what the NBA is, is anyways. I think all these Cavaliers are going to text with Kevin Love still. He's going to text back. That kind of relationship is always going to be there. But if you're facing off against him, when that ball goes up in the air, you know, it's Cavalier basketball time. You got to go win. Whether it's Kevin Love on the floor, Jimmy Butler, Bam out of bio, um, 
you know, I think Victor Oladipo is down there. They have a really solid group down there. They've just dealt with injuries, and that's why they're in the play-in right now. With the Nets selling off all their players, they're going to kind of stay afloat with Mikhail Bridges, but I think they'll be a play-in team. And it allows teams like the Heat to move up. If you don't want to face them in the first round, you're going to have to try to catch Philly, and you can't play like you did against Philadelphia. We'll break down what the Cavs need to do a little bit more moving forward. I don't think – I don't care that he went down there. And I don't, I don't think the Cavs really cared. I, I no, don't. No. Uh, they may have – that's why the buyout may have taken a little bit longer just to kind of see if there was something that they could do, like maybe competitive advantage-wise. I think more so the holdup was the right amount of money for, for both sides. Can we get this deal done? They finally did it. Now he goes, he'll sign with Miami and it'll become official. And that'll be breaking news when it actually happens because he can't, he can't make it official until he actually clears waivers. So it won't be breaking news at that point. We, we know what's happening. Um, it'll be breaking news if he goes to another team once he clears waivers. <laughs> if he's I was actually so, surprised he was going to Miami. I, I guess I'm not. And I'm not surprised that they were in on him because I feel like Miami's always around every player that they feel like can give them that edge. And if he plays well, good for him. I, I don't, he's not done. He doesn't want to be done with his career yet. And he's probably going to go prove it to himself that he's not done. And if it doesn't work out, maybe that's where it is. And, you know, in a couple of years, we'll see him back here celebrating stuff and being a part of the organization because he is a Clevelander for life. And we will always remember him that way. I don't care that he went down there. I don't, I'm not a fan that he left, but hey, there's 15 guys, but not every, not every guy is going to be able to play, and you're only going to use eight, nine guy rotation. Right now, the Cavs need to figure out a deeper rotation than they have, and that is something we need to get into at the end of this show. But before we do that, we are going to switch gears on the other side of the break to All Star Weekend. The good, the bad, the ugly. We're just about to set for draft time or selection time as LeBron and Giannis will select their teams. There's a lot of guys hurt who might go for the MVP. Do we even like All-Star Weekend still? We will get into all of that next right here on The Voice of Land, the Big Play Network. Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you. Get your gear at voiceoftheland.com forward slash shop. Are we back? We're back. Sorry. <laughs> did we come back? We came we back. Did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We were just looking at the thing like, is it over? <laughs> it's so, back. What's going on? Welcome back to the Voice Land, everybody. <laughs> A little behind the curtain, Jay and I are are hearing the commercial for the first time but that was the first commercial break we heard 
half of each commercial and then didn't hear the other half. So we didn't want to presume that we were back. So if we just stared at the camera, we were kind of like Ricky Bobby in the first steps. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. Speaking of racing, sh- shout out to Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who is your 2023 Daytona 500 winner. Actually won in overtime and on a yellow checkered flag finish. So they had a, they get to 200 laps. If you don't, if you have a crash with kind of close to that 200 lap mark, you do overtime and it's a green, white checkered flag finish. You go two laps. So green is also the white flag. So it's your last, you know, you come around, you get to your back to your last lap. So it goes green, white checkered. And if there's more crashes, you keep going until NASCAR decides we are, we're done. We're not going to keep going. We're not going to keep pushing pushing this and having more and more cars drop out where there's not many people that have a chance to win. So they get to, I think it was the 210th lap where they restart. I'm not sure the exact amount of laps they, they ran, what will go down in the history books, but it was the most laps ever run in a Daytona 500. The previous record was 209. And based on positioning, when the last crash happened or in the last overtime restart, green, white checkered, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was far enough ahead for them to award him the Daytona 500. So he doesn't get the classic roll across the line with the checkered flag flying. It was a yellow flag and a checkered flag flying where he was somewhere else on the course. I don't know what, where he was, back stretch, front stretch, what, one of the turns. Boy, that, those turns at Daytona, to see that up close would be something cool because how steep that is walking up when you see people – each year they do the stuff beforehand, trying to walk up those hills. Like that is a heck of a bank down there at Daytona 500. Even flew over that going to uh, going to our honeymoon to Disney back in back in May. We actually flew over uh, Daytona Beach and Day- the Daytona 500. So that was kind of cool to see from uh, from the air. As much as I hate flying and got sick from flying, uh, it was still still cool to to see. So. It was funny, Jay, because we were. I went to go watch before we started the show. I went to go try to watch the last restart, and I saw the crash, and I saw them say Ricky Stenhouse. And as I got back to the chair to talk to you guys, Jana, my wife, says, "Man, did you just hear what he said on the uh, over the radio, like on the TV?" Because she still had the sound up. I said, "No, I didn't hear it." She goes, "Got he, he?" She's like, "Stenhouse just went on his radio to his pit crew saying." Hey guys, I can't do a burnout. I'm out of gas. <laughs> so <laughs> these guys were on fumes. They were on their last tires, everything. But uh, still, it, it still means a lot to win the Daytona 500 and kick off the NASCAR season. We, we tell you guys all the time, we'll talk every sport. Are we going to talk NASCAR all the time? No, but we're going to bring it up when it's relevant. It's relevant today. There's going to be other days, other races down the line that are relevant. The Indy 500 is relevant. We talk everything here. You want a place to talk about the sports that you love? We're the place to do that. The Olympics come and I start breaking down curling, bro. I mean, I'll break down in the summer. I'll break down swimming, <laughs> equestrian, rhythmic gymnastics. I'll break that down for you as much as best I can. I just want to get out there with one of the little twirly things and just you know. not that slap crap. That is the dumbest thing it's, I've ever seen. Oh, the slap leagues. That's so stupid. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, everybody finds a way. And now, like, there's now there's a bunch of sports that are combining other sports together. Um, I mean, I, I've I'd rather seen... combine two sports and someone just 
yeah really slapped me in the face i mean i feel like i've i've seen soccer like on every surface at this point there's i've seen them you know they're they're on grass they're on turf they're on the beach they're on ice uh like they're virtually playing it with cars now yeah rocket league i mean they i've seen the actual live version of rocket league i've i've seen people doing that now i saw i thought i was getting good at that game and i Mm -hmm. went online i suck i'm so bad i think i'm good at fifa i avoid online just so i can feel like i'm good at fifa i'm like oh okay i didn't even know these cars can do this what are you how are you doing this they just destroy me it was like i was like all right i'm out i was gonna say i think i think top gear did the uh the car uh, rocket league car soccer like years ago and that was it was pretty hilarious to watch though (laughs) yeah there's so many different sports out there i've even seen basketball played where it's where it's a hoop kind of connected between two trees on old style clotheslines when you'd put your clothes out outside to dry on the line. Um, I've seen that where it's just like hovering over a space in the grass and that gets intense. You're playing basketball off of trampolines. That was, I hope I thought they were bringing that what back. I haven't seen it yet. Obscure sport to play. Oh man. Favorite obscure sport. Do you consider ultimate Frisbee an obscure sport? It's, I swear to God, I was going to say the same thing. Dude, yes, I, it is. It's so it, fun. And just if so everybody knows, playing the actual ultimate frisbee, we're running up and down the thing, like kind of like football. Like, oh yeah, yeah. that's a blast. Yeah, I and no, we're not throwing the frisbee to dogs, and no, we're not throwing <laughs> it into chains. That's disc golf. The frisbee to dogs, that's just athletic dogs that I love to watch too. Like at halftime, Wait, things, whatever. Airbuds not allowed on our team. I mean, airbuds allowed. Like dogs can play i'm not gonna discriminate <laughs> against anybody or any animal any throw, living though. being i'm just saying that's not what we're actually doing um like you said jay it is it's similar to football you have um you know formations you have your quarterbacks and i put that in quotes because they're called handlers you have your uh, cutters that are the ones that are fast you got to have endurance um it's like basketball in the way that you kind of have sometimes the the offense looks like basketball and you can only take a certain amount of steps before you have to throw again um and you see guys that they make the top 10 all the time on sports center with the dives the 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 layouts as we call them um to my buddy he could throw a frisbee i remember in gym class like so far and straight as an arrow. Yeah. And I was just faster than everybody else. And I was like a natural wide receiver. Do we just kill everybody? You like just go deep. And everyone, I just run past everybody. Like, all right, this is mine. Maybe that's yeah. why I liked it because we were good at it. Yeah. I don't know why the last name is escaping me right now, but the guy that was on YouTube, Brody. Um, oh, man. I'm going to get a text here in a second because someone's going to know. But. It, he was doing all these trick shots and stuff. And now he's playing disc golf. Cause I think he got hurt too much playing ultimate. He was really good for Florida university of Florida at the college level. And he went to the pros, the AUDL, but that dude disc can golf pro- is fun too, actually. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Disc golf is, is definitely fun. Foot golf is really fun too. Soccer. I've seen soccer on a, on a golf course. I mean, we, we did that on our summer trip, you know, it's just like a bigger, bigger hole. You use an actual soccer ball. I wish I had my cleats there. Cause I would have, um, you know, kicked it further, but it's basically, you know, you only, your par is like how many kicks it takes to get to the hole. How many, how many it takes, how many they think at the course it takes to get there. Um, so we had a lot of fun doing that. Wow. We got way off topic. 
But I mean, all star weekend, Kevin. It's all star weekend, and I guess the I get maybe our ugly is that we didn't talk all star to start the segment like we teased. But to switch gears back to all star weekend, the all star game is coming up, and you know we'll finish before it actually gets going. I know the draft is just about to start. In the next, uh, in the next the last break, we will take a look and see what uh, who's been drafted what team team lebron versus team Giannis tonight the over under and not like we're a betting show but they're expecting a total of around 325 points i understand it but i do like that they're picking the guys right before i don't like how soft the nba is and they're trying they readjusted who they're going to pick first so that no one is actually picked last. still picked last yeah, I know someone still picked last, but they don't think that way because they're picking the reserves first since the starters are it's already silly. automatically in and they're considered oh, starter. You're picked last in the all-star game. Oh, Boo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. Like, right. dude, Adam Silver, please, with that crap, as far as I'm concerned, I'd want to be picked last and be like, oh, you want to pick me last? I'm going to show you, and I'm going to dump 45 on your non-defense-playing asses. So Dude. I'm an M- I'm an NBA. You're telling me I'm an NBA All Star. Yeah, I get to play for Team LeBron, but you're concerned I was picked last because I'm, my feelings are going to be hurt. Dude, no, you know, the- I'll, I'll put it this way. Remember when we went to 71 and when that bad call pissed off Donovan Mitchell, and I looked at you and I was like, mm-hmm. he's about to go off. Yep, that's exactly how I'd feel if you picked me last. Would I really be mad? Nah. But I'd pull the Jordan and I'd make it use his motivation, and I'm just gonna dunk on everybody. You know, it's funny because I've I've been at two games where Donovan Mitchell has had one of those moments. Not that he went for as many points as he did in the 71 point game, but he had that moment that motivated him to bring them back against the Bulls and score 71. I think it was against the Pacers, where they were not playing well they were playing lackadaisical kind of like they did against the Sixers but the Sixers just took off way too far away and Cavs weren't at home so they had the crowd against them they had a crowd that lost the Super Bowl against them in that game didn't like how they played whatever um they lost by six but in the Indiana game earlier in the year Donovan Mitchell had this uh tie-up it was might have been Miles Turner or uh, one of their one of their guys and I just like, I, I didn't say anything I should have, but I looked at Jana and I was like thinking in my head, like, I don't know why I just looked at her, but I didn't say anything. I was just like, there's a different look in his eye by going and getting that 50, 50 ball and getting a tie up. And he started going off. The Cavs started coming back. So it's like, that's what you love to see about Donovan Mitchell. And that's why he's an all-star starter, because it's not just that he can go score. He can get his teammates involved. His defense, I think, is a little bit better than he's given credit for. Is it great? Oh, his no. defense has been actually pretty good this year. Well, compared at least to his time in Utah. And that's what but that's the mindset. Point, the dude, I mean, he's a dog, man. He's got that yeah. kind of same mentality. It was a, like I told you, Kobe had it and Jordan had it. Like you piss them off, mm-hmm. you do something to slight them, and they're going to make you pay. Like Adam Silver with this no last pick crap. Like, dude. If your feelings are hurt because you're last picked in the All-Star game, dude, maybe you shouldn't be playing in the All-Star game. Maybe. No who that offended? Probably Ben Simmons' bum ass. Probably. I mean, the only the only person that should be taking the All-Star game offensively, taking offense to it, or, or having any sort of 
um, I guess, frustration about it is Darius Garland. Darius Garland, we know, is an all-star. And to not even be a one of the three medical replacements yeah. named for the team, boy, I, I mean, he, he was a snub when the reserves were announced, but I, I think everybody understood it because he was on that bubble. So it didn't go that way. But then three players, I think it was three from the East, that were named to the team as injury replacements. And he wasn't even listed. Boy, I hope when he watches tonight's game, he reinvigorates that that frustration he felt because he went off the night after or that same night mm-hmm. that he wasn't announced. I hope that reinvigorates him because he's been playing, he's been playing pretty well as uh, a lot better, I think, than early on in the season. I think a lot of guys were taking some time and they're still getting to know each other. But that's the type of person that should feel frustration from it, not someone that gets picked last when they're already knowing that, hey, going down at the end of my career when they list my accolades, it's going to be at least one time all-star. Or I got this additional time as an all-star, three-time all-star because of that announcement in 2023 that I was an all-star. Like, no one should be offended by being picked last. So I think that's one place that the NBA is soft and why they're losing people on All-Star Weekend. The other one was the dunk contest. Last night, Mac McClung, the G-leaguer, stepped up. He was the favorite, and he acted like a favorite. And I think it was a better dunk contest. Not that the dunks were great, but there's not many more that you can do. But can you do them ferociously? Can you do them in one time? Can you make it look cooler the reason why lebron won a dunk contest in high school and everybody wanted to do it in in the pros wasn't that he was going to bring something new to it he's not one of these just pro dunkers that um is doing that for youtube videos he's just he jumps higher stronger the rim rips further down when he dunks so like you just you feel the impact of it oh i wish you would have did the dunk contest i know but that's you know we're 15 years past that point you got Kevin Garnett out here. He was like, oh, we should have the stars to be in this dunk contest. And it was like, yeah, I don't even know who this Mac dude is. Like, what's up with that? First off, the dude showed out and showed up. And Kevin Garnett, you never were in the dunk contest. Why are yeah. you saying stars should be in the dunk contest? Like, dude, you're I know one... you're not a dunker, but don't critique it if you ain't going to be in it. Like, and LeBron, LeBron kind of... I only dunk I ever want to see from LeBron. I just want to see how far back he can dunk it from. Yeah. I got a feeling that dude could be like halfway between free throw line and three point shot. Because he pretty much dunked from the free throw line in the game. So he gave him the kind of run up where he doesn't have to worry about a travel or anything. He can just use that power, that speed. I just want to see it, man. One time, just, well, not anymore because is is explosive. But yeah, back then, that would have been incredible to see him he's close but the the impact it's going to have on him is going to be a lot worse than it would have in lebron's prime and when we talk about lebron's prime versus everybody else's prime that's a totally different different time frame but we're 15 years past that conversation over that conversation um i don't like you know the stars are kind of following his model and it's just gotten worse and worse that's one trend that I criticize LeBron for causing in the NBA is the star staying away from the dunk contest. As much as and, he is my goat, I am willing to criticize him. I love Jordan. I love all the history of the NBA. If Jordan is your goat, great. But you got to be willing to criticize for the things that 
they did wrong. If you're going to stand somebody or fan someone hard, you need to be willing to explain and acknowledge the other, like some of the bad things that they did or yeah. not so great things that they did. Because I, I said it on Twitter. I was like, dude, how's Garnett going to critique saying stars should be in it and not be in it? And then everyone's like, he's not a dunker. I'm like, dude can dunk. And if you had a dunk contest, you're like, Kevin Garnett versus uh, Paul George versus, I don't know, any of, the, any of these stars like that, a Damian Lillard or something. Like, yeah. none of them are known for their dunking, but we want to see them go against each other. Yeah, and the other element, though, too, is that the NBA has become a shooting league. I mean, the rules have changed. Just mm-hmm. like The rules have changed to help the passing offense in the NFL. The rules in the NBA have changed to help the shooters, and, and Steph Curry has helped change that for how deep guys can shoot. So the three-point contest means a lot more on Saturday night. I think what made the dunk contest good last night, it wasn't one of the absolute best, but what made it good was guys were hitting dunks on the first try, and the ones that didn't, they were out, and you quickly got – to your finals mac mcclung you know the way that 540 the first dunk that he had i saw a video today of him practicing that and like he fell on his ass doing it so to see him complete that when the lights were brightest when he's not even in the nba right now that's what the dunk contest needs they need a star to say not just say that stars need to be in it but they need to be the star that maybe reverts the trend back to the stars being in it and then you know some of these upstart kids like mac mcclung who made his name in high school and in college with the highlight tapes the highlight dunks the practice dunks whatever it was hey they're they're now taking the spotlight and shining on it stars versus them who really comes out on top? Let's make it competitive again. I don't want to have one great dunk contest or good dunk contest and then go back to five more years where it's crap versus crap versus crap over crap over crap. And I can say that over and over and over and over again till I can't breathe no more. Because I mean, dude, Donovan Mitchell would be good in the dunk contest. But he's one of those stars that's following what it is. And I think he's more he would be more into the three-point contest. He he was offered the three-point contest. He said no because Steph wasn't in it. He wanted to compete against the best. That's where the stars are going. They want to compete against the number one shooter in Steph so more stars step up. Dame Lillard stepped up last night. Uh, two consistent rounds in the three-point contest. Congrats to him. The um, best is, uh, oh, who's the guy from New York that was in it? He did really, really bad. Oh, Jericho Sims. That's second no, dunk. No, not was... him either. Oh, it was, uh, oh Kenny Martin big. Jr.? It's their big from the Knicks. It was Jericho from Julius Randle. Oh, Julius Randle in the three-point contest? So bad. I know. When they showed a clip of his kid, and his kid just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he looked, he looked, he saw his kid make that face, too. And he's like, come on, man. <laughs> that was like, Boy. even though it was a bad shooting display, it was a cool moment. Yeah. I mean, he's not Carl Anthony Towns. He's not going to repeat that as a big. That was just, boy, that was that was bad. What was really bad was the Celebrity All Star Game. That was always that's always been fun, but that was bad basketball. I didn't watch a second of it. I seen the Miz almost win it at half court shot, but was short. Yeah, um, the Rising Stars was good. Evan Mobley looked looked decent in it, but I think I like that they play to a certain point total. They don't have a clock on them. 
Mm-hmm. I think the point total could be a little bit higher, so it's still not taking up the whole night, but I think 25 in the final, boy, they got to that quickly. And with the three-point shooting, I think you could make that point total a little bit higher and still not take up the whole night. So that could be adjusted there, but I like that they have teams there and a little tournament going on. So there's elements where the NBA sees that people are stepping away from what used to be their big weekend. And they're trying to bring people back. I like that they are they're trying to listen to other people and bring people back. So, Hey, I, the all-star game. Yeah. You're not going to see much defense at first. They'll Who get cares? to the full quarter by quarter uh, money going to charity. I believe they still do that. Whoever wins mm-hmm. each quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, they play to a certain point total at that point, they bring all the points together. Then they set like that limit. What is that point total? Just like they do in that. Uh, I think it's the basketball tournament where it's the million dollar thing. You see like all these old, like really good college players playing for their, um, their schools as like alumni for a million dollars. They play to a certain point total. I, I like that element. So let's see what they got. Let's see uh, who everybody's picking. We'll get, we'll talk, we'll look at that in the break, but one final segment, Cavs playoffs, playoff series. Can they win a series or two? What do they need to do to do that? We'll talk about that quickly and still get out way before 8 o'clock. I promise you that this is the voice of land on the Big Play Network. Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. Welcome back one final time to The Voice Land. Here this evening as Jay fixes stuff on his mantle to talk about the Cavs and the playoffs. I'm looking at NBA on TNT's Twitter And I'm sure I I will have someone shout out here in the apartment what's going on. But I've only seen videos of the captains arriving and they've shown the starters. They've shown um, the reserves from the conferences. But I don't think the picks have started yet. Jana, am I right about that? Correct. She just said correct in the background for those that can't hear. And you're not going to because I got my microphone plugged in. But She's like our our unofficial stat person, isn't she? Yeah, she's the, or what do they they call it? The uh, spotter. Yeah. Spotter. That's, that's She's great. What it is. Yeah. Um, and she can find anything out like the research that she can do and find anything is, is, is perfect. Well, the Cavs got to find is they got to find a way to get into a playoff series. If they're going to finally get the young tag off of them and, and stop talking in every post game press conference about, well, we haven't been in these moments yet. We still got to learn what it takes to get to the playoffs and get and win a playoff series. Like those experiences mean a lot to us. And yes, they're right. They're cliche, but they're also right. But if people are sick and tired of hearing them say that, Jay, they're in that four seed right now. They dropped another game to the Sixers. So two games back behind them after losing that game before the All-Star break, where first half they looked like they were ready for the All-Star break. Second half, they made the push and they just only got, they got 100 points from their starters, but only got 12 from their bench. Is it the bench that is is really the biggest piece that needs to step up right now to make one of those final pushes to get back up towards the top if they can. 
Yeah, if I had to say so, I'd say it was the bench needs to step more, step up more, especially on the road. They're really bad. But I I, I love what the Cavs are doing. I love their where they're projected to be right now. They uh, have pretty much upped the ante for what we expect for them. Like, at the beginning of the year, everyone's like, just get into, we just don't want to be in the play and just get in the playoffs. Now we're fighting for a three or four, and we want the home court advantage. And how awesome would it be to just have a home court basketball or playoff basketball back in Cleveland? Because, I mean, the crowds down there are already awesome every regular season game. And we just know how they ramp it up during the playoffs. And I'm I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see what they do in the playoffs. I'm enjoying the growth of this team, the ups and downs. They've just been fun to watch. Like, there's no – one thing I love is there's no drama on this team. Even, like, when we have Kevin Love who wanted out, it was, a, like, a peaceful transfer. Like, all right, man, we understand. You've been great here. You've been – pretty much traded 500 different times while your stint has been in Cleveland and never once really complained about it. Always been a professional. You want gone? Sure. You know, go ahead. We got this young guy. There's just no drama on this team. And I really just been really enjoyable. Giannis's first pick from the reserves is Dame time. Damian Lillard from the Portland trailblazers who won the three point contest last night. That is the first pick of the night, the first pick of the reserves. So, do they even get does Damian Damian Lillard even acknowledged as the first overall pick? I don't I don't know because they're putting the starter second when they should be first. Whatever, water under the bridge. Whatever. We'll I'll keep getting texts here of who picks who. But um, I think the main question is where does Donovan Mitchell go? If Donovan Mitchell gets to play with LeBron James, that would be absolutely fantastic uh, and great television to watch tonight. I just don't. You know what's going to happen if that <laughs> oh, happens, don't you? Yeah, the conversation is going to be like, well, we all want to see it, but it's never going to happen. Well, it's what happened back in 2014. I think the All-Star game was in New Orleans. Kyrie won the MVP. Who was on his team? LeBron James. And they were, they were throwing, uh, Kyrie was throwing lobs to him. Everybody got this like, oh man, if LeBron decides to come back this summer, what this was going to look great. Kyrie, LeBron, both kind of coming into their own LeBron already in his prime Kyrie approaching his prime. Oh, like all those, you know, it's going to happen. It's just, it's Cleveland, man. It's. Oh, I know what's going to happen. It's, it's the common. I don't think he's coming back this time though. I really don't. I think he's going to stay to LA until his son gets drafted by whoever he gets drafted by. And that's where he's going to go play like a year, maybe two. And he's retiring. Yeah. If he thinks he can hold out for his, uh, his second kid um, who might, who, might be a little bit better, but I haven't heard much from him. Brownie's actually been coming back on, and um, he's down to his final three. He hasn't announced his college decision yet. He's playing for um, the youth not Ohio team. State, I bet. Yeah, probably not Ohio State. He's probably going to stay out in the West Coast because, I mean, that's where his dad is, and they're going to stay close so that his dad can easily – so LeBron can easily travel to it. But I know Brownie's playing for Team USA, like the youth version of it um this summer and he's the only player on that team that has not committed to a college yet so um a lot of people will be asking about that i mean if lebron's kids are better than jordan's kids i mean i think that that's like just helps add to his legacy that you know not that jordan was a bad coach or bad bad dad to his kids just like the talent pool is deeper in the james family i don't know (laughs) that's not really that i 
joke around about that, but that's not going to determine who the um, it's who the goat LeBron's is. That's for better, sure. That's why. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's going to be people saying that too. Bring on, um, Jordan uh, stands. So LeBron goes Anthony Edwards, Drew Holiday to Giannis's team as teammate, and LeBron Jalen Brown, um, Celtics, right? Jalen Brown, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Boy, they I don't are, know why I cannot think of that. For I know a second, I, my my brain is is fried at this point. Well, you got so, a big day tomorrow, man. I'm not getting into that on the show. <laughs> not getting into I'm that right there, now. Hey, it's a big show. You're one of the number one talk shows in this area. Congratulations, dude. You don't want to talk about it? I'll talk about it. Like, I'm really proud of you, and I know Peter is too. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, and that's why there's no drama on our show, just like there's no drama with the Cavs and why I think that they are. They're definitely ready for a playoff series, how they play in it. I don't know. They they're going to need more bench production. And if you can find another buyout player, in addition to Danny Green, there's more buyouts and you can get someone on the wing. You need someone to hit that three consistently when they're wide open. Because Lamar Stevens isn't giving it to you. Okoro is not hitting it consistently enough, but he's coming on with it. So to not only put Okoro in that position, if you can have Danny Green and then someone else plus Okoro, I think that that makes you deeper. You get more scoring off the bench. And it just it makes it more difficult, even when a team is only focusing on defending you and watching film of you in a playoff series. It makes it more difficult to figure out, well, how the heck do we stop this? I think these guards can take it to another level myself because you don't really see like Der- uh Mitchell and Garland having insane nights at the same time. It's usually right. like he'll have 40. The other one, will have 20. They I have think- the capability of those guys putting 30 each like easily. And, and I think that'll, I think that'll come as they get more chemistry though. I think you you'll see some bigger nights as in next co- over the next couple of seasons right now. It's just about, finishing games, getting more production everywhere else, not relying on just one guy like we did when LeBron's first time here, building an actual team, playing as a team as they know how to do, and Bickerstaff has created that culture here, and, and learning through these experiences. I what are your great Bickerstaff so far this year as a coach? Um, Probably a, probably a B-plus because there's been a couple games I think he's helped let let slip slip away, but um, the I'm players have done minus. B plus or B plus A minus. Yeah, it's semantics at that point. So yeah, six and one half dozen another. We'll see. Let's see what kind of energy they come out with once they get back from the all-star break. And we'll talk about that next week. I might try to get a crunch player on here as well, because I know that they they suffered a, a rough one yesterday up in the state up north, but still playing yeah, a great I mean, season. They, when they talk to us, they go on winning streaks. Yes, they do. So you know, well, they're going to play on Saturday. So then, hey, they win that game and they need a little bit more motivation. We'll bring a player on and, and help them finish the finish the regular season strong. More players going, I guess. I guess Giannis tried to pick a starter before the reserves were all picked. And getting, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting he's roasted. Trying but to cheat already, man. He's trying to cheat already. He knows LeBron's teams just win the All-Star game every single time. But, hey, it's, t- it's All-Star time. We're going to go watch the game. Hopefully you guys enjoy the game as well. Hopefully you enjoy the draft already. Show. Record show four minutes early. It probably wanted it to be a little bit earlier than that. It's totally fine. Natural conversations may not have agreed all the time, but hey, had a lot of fun. Next week, we'll be back in studio. 
more people join the conversation on Twitter, on Facebook, tune into the show, watch, listen to it back on Google, Spotify, Apple, watch it back on, on social media, on YouTube. And hey, as we always say, thank you guys so much for listening. I am Kevin Arnold, reminding all of you sports fans, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love you all 3000, especially as the MCU picks back up. We'll talk about that when we actually can, but we'll do that off air. Jay? Don't talk about it. Be about it. That's absolutely right. And live life all gas, no breaks. Thank you to Peter Telleff, our producer extraordinaire. Jacob back in studio, helping him make sure the sound was all right. And thank you to everyone that's tuned in. We'll see you next week right here on The Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network. Mm-hmm.